We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Sarah, so Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco on their late night show, they debated whether, kind of a bizarre debate, but they debated whether Lamar Jackson would have won a Super Bowl if he were to have switched spots with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And unsurprisingly, unk didn't mince words, okay? Also, Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, he wants to see more sponsorship deals for Lamar Jackson, and he even came up with what I think is a pretty good tagline. Curious to hear what that is. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, March 1st. Free agency is almost here. And this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, presented by our friends at Mantis Sleep. So the guys over at PFF, they pieced together a projection contract value for pending free agent star running back Josh Jacobs. We'll take a look at that. And meanwhile, Jadavian Clowney's agent, he happened to run into John Harbaugh at the Combine in Indianapolis. And we'll tell you about the conversation they had about the soon-to-be free agent. He doesn't want any part of training camp. Don't forget that. But uh, (laughs) plus, in this episode's prospect profile, as we get ready for the NFL draft, we'll take a look at Penn State edge rusher and Maryland native who grew up a Ravens fan by the name of chop robinson yeah we have all of that and more coming up so thank you for waking up with the morning vault where you get the most important ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes let's just jump right in you teased it pretty well between shannon sharp and uh chad ocho cinco talking about what things would look like if we had Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and, hey, even Joe Burrow play musical chairs with their different squads. And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. If I took Patrick Mahomes and put him on Baltimore, how good do you think they would be? Holy Why would you say that? Because he's Lamar had that team. You told, me, you told me the Baltimore Ravens, top to bottom, had the best roster in football. So why are you saying holy Because I mean, it, holy poop. I mean, it, it would be it would be, it'd be nice. You take Lamar Jackson, put him in the Chiefs, you get the same thing. But go ahead. You, are you serious? Yeah, was, ain't nothing wrong with Lamar. Lamar is dynamic. La, La, Lamar is dynamic in his so own you, right. So, so if wait, I put if, if I put Lamar if I put Lamar in Kansas City, they win in the Super Bowl. Yeah, offensively, there would be a, a different offensive dynamic. It would be a different offensive dynamic. You have a great defense. You still got Spags. You got Andy Reid. Who knows? Listen, listen. Stay with me now. Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin had a great year to, together. 
Yes. Can you imagine Lamar Jackson and mother Andy Reid? Boy, picture that. You talk about Picasso. You thought Picasso was creative in what he did? Now imagine goddamn Andy Reid and Lamar Jackson. Come on so now. So you said it's not Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. No, I'm saying no, no, because he's great. He would be great where there are 32 teams. There are 31 other teams outside of the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes can go on the other 31 team, 31 teams, and he will be a difference maker because of who he is, because of the skill set that he has. Is he better, is he better in Cincinnati's offense than Joe Burrow? Because that's the question. When you when I when when I pose these questions to you, right. I'm asking you. Are they better or worse? So if I take if I take Lamar and put right. him in Cincinnati, but then you know what? Look, you you put him in Cincinnati. The offense has to change completely based on the type of quarterback we have. Everything changes, so we don't know. It's a hypothetical. But again, there's a certain type of offense that Lamar runs, and a certain type of offense that Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow runs. It's completely yeah. different based on the style of quarterback we're talking about. You know that. So if I but again, again, I like it. I like the dynamic because you're naming the cream of the crop when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. But, but their, style, their styles of play are different, and it's all but, on preference and based on who you like. But that's my point. Yes, sir. I'm saying cream of the crop in right. the preparation that it takes to become cream of the crop. Right. I believe in order to become that, you right. have to do what others won't or can't, and sometimes right. you got to do both. Right. Okay. I got you. Oach is sweating. Did you see that? <laughs> Oach totally is sweating. sweating. So you found this, so you start us off. All right. Well, first off, I don't know how I didn't like edit that. <laughs> there were some bigger curse words there. So well, on the back end, I'll make sure that it's yeah, oh, I so nobody's that. gonna hear it. Nobody's okay. gonna hear what, what you and I just heard and your face was hilarious. I'm watching. Oh, oh the did screen. you see my face? I was like, oh, I forgot. Your face that. was so good because you were so mad at yourself. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm cleaning that up, partner. I got you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. So first things first. It is not crazy, okay, for somebody like Shannon Sharp to be like, whoa, if you are you really are you sure that if you put Lamar and KC and Patrick Mahomes in Baltimore, that for sure Lamar would still beat Patrick Mahomes. It's not crazy to still say, hey, I believe in Patrick Mahomes because, and and I'm glad he clarified with this because it, it could be implied that it's like, are you saying Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes? You know, and he's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Uh, so I'm glad he said that. So it's not crazy to be like, ooh, could it still be Patrick Mahomes or would Lamar get like, it's more that he says it with such disrespect. So when, when, um, Ocho Cinco is like, yeah, I think he would win Super Bowls in KC. And he's like, are you serious? Like just thinks that it's like re a ridiculous proposition that maybe just maybe Lamar Jackson might perform better with perhaps one of the best offensive minds in football in the last at least de couple decades. I mean, he did it in Philadelphia, went to NFC Championship games, and I believe he did it with McNabb there, right? And so it's like, is it crazy to think that Lamar would benefit from a offensive-minded play caller? Like, play calling does matter. And so, like, it's not that I hate that he still thinks that Patrick Mahomes might be winning if he came to Baltimore, because at least in 2023, I agree with Ocho Cinco. I think the Ravens had the better roster. I think they were had a better roster than KC. And uh, while I feel like everybody played poorly, um, or most everybody played for poorly, um, I still think the number one thing that happened in that game was was the coaching, was the identity, was identifying uh, the uh, the identity. So like, 
it's just hilarious to me that he won't even give like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe Lamar might benefit from having an offensive play caller. It, whereas in Baltimore, essentially the Ravens have kind of admitted like we're going a different direction. Like they got rid of Greg Roman who had, who was all run, 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 run. And then they bring in Munkin to marry the run game with a passing game better. And so in some ways it's like the direction where you dove all the way in, you're saying was wrong because you're going a different direction now. And, and, and even John Harbaugh talked about even from the combine, how like, Hey, it was just year one and we just did baby steps. Well, yeah, under this offense, but this was year six. And yeah. I don't think you needed to reinvent yourself in year six if he had been with Andy Reid the whole time. So anyway, like, like that's just the point. Now, with Lamar and Andy Reid together, do I think they could win Super Bowls? Absolutely. But do I think it would be a cakewalk? No, because it's still Patrick Mahomes and, it, and it's still the Ravens, who's a solid, solid, um, uh, super solid franchise. And then it's also intriguing to think, well, what about Lamar with Jamar Chase? and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins like that's also intriguing like it's a fun kind of exercise but why does it have to be crazy to think that Lamar might succeed more with Andy Reid I, I don't agree with that with Shannon Sharp and that's that's sort of the crux of all this right yeah. his immediate reaction almost as if he were was triggered by Ocho I think we can all agree that outside of Baltimore Lamar Jackson would better 31 other teams around the league he would make 31 other teams around the league better the or reason at least why equal in, in Kansas City's case, right? Because they haven't gotten to where Kansas City has mm -hmm. gone repeatedly uh, throughout the last several years. What I hate about the argument, what I hate about the debate, is that there have really only been a select few examples in NFL history of quarterbacks who have proven that they are interchangeable. Tom Brady comes to mind, winning in New mm -hmm. England, right? Then going down to Tampa Bay. I know Matthew Stafford didn't win the big one in Detroit, but he proved, hey, I had a lot of success with Detroit statistically, but look, I was able to go win the big one in LA. Proved it was, it was interchangeable. But there are, like, it's almost as if they are outliers. And so to mm -hmm. sit here and just assume that Lamar Jackson would have been able with a different system like Ocho was getting at, right? Different system, different offensive line, different playmakers around, and, and just make that change overnight. Maybe that wasn't the, the, the premise of the debate. They're just talking big picture. I just hate it. It's like, we, we'll never know. So we'll never know, and right. it, it can't be proven. So it's like, that's why and it's, it's going to slight somebody. And Lamar, of course, ends up getting slighted because he hasn't been to where Patrick has gone repeatedly multiple times yet. We both feel like he can. We both feel like he can with John Harbaugh, with Todd Munkin. They were plays away, if not a play away, from being able to do so or at least go to that game to compete for the big one this year. And so um, you know, it's just – but, yeah, it's, it's the first time I, I listened to it, it is that trigger. It's that quick trigger reaction yeah. that – and I, honestly, you know what I've come to? I came to a conclusion today at the gym on Shannon Sharp, and it is this. In my opinion – I think he is a far better interviewer than he is analyst. And in this case, maybe huh. like a personality with Ocho. And here's why. I am about halfway through the Club Shay Shay episode, one-on-one -on -one sit down with Johnny Manziel. Okay. And the way that Johnny has a respect for the interviewer as a Hall of Famer that Shannon is, the way that he has gotten him to open up throughout this interview, it's one of the most transparent, honest, upfront, 
all those adjectives interview that I have ever watched, and it makes for really, really good theater. And I think that's because of the way that Shannon has learned to interview. It's obviously the stature that he has. He's bringing on folks that have a, a ton of respect for him. Mm-hmm. But he, I would not be surprised if he ultimately doesn't even have to have any of these mainstream networks uh, you know, employing him because what he's doing in that space, in the non-traditional space, which we are in, in this club club Shay Shay format on YouTube, man, he is exceptional. And I, I, I prefer that side of him than I do as an analyst. It, yeah, it's a different topic for sure. And I haven't watched enough of Shannon Sharp as an interviewer to really compare it as an analyst. I will say this though, man, he's like, he's pretty prime time when it comes to being analyst, right? He's on first take ESPN prime time. Like it's at the, it's not prime time because that's at night, but it's like at a prime time for talk shows, you know, oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so like, I think he's, while I disagree with him with it, part of like what I'm saying with him being so extreme and being like, what, like, are you serious? Why would you even bring that up? It's actually that, that makes him shoot up in, 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 in his career as an analyst, because he does make strong takes. And so, and so while I disagree with what he's saying about Lamar, it makes him compelling and it's why he's on TV. So it's hard to say that, you know, but again, I can't compare it because I haven't watched enough of the the interviews. Anyway, staying on, on the topic of Lamar, did you quickly, just quickly want to get Manta sleep in before we get deeper into the conversation. We, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Manta sleep. We are both, Sleep mask wearers. Some of Sarah's kids have become sleep mask wearers, courtesy of Mantis Sleep, and they offer a 100% blackout for a deeper sleep. There's C-shaped eye cups for unbeatable side sleep comfort. Zero pressures applied to your eyelids or lashes. There's advanced materials included, ventilation for unmatched breathability. And I just wanted to give you guys an idea because we are going to be raffling this sucker out. I haven't even told you this yet, Sarah. Uh, this guy right here, the Mantis Sleep Mask Silk. Uh, oh, that's just, my daughter's favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So she knows. She knows. And, and your son definitely knows too, because he's got the one with Bluetooth built into it. So yeah, anyway, well, I was telling you, we had, I live in Columbus and there were tornadoes touching down here the other day and s- there's sirens everywhere. Okay. We, Cause we're part of <laughs> tornado alley or whatever. Yeah. And, um, he did not wake up cause he had the audio on. Which is good. He didn't need to wake up. Those sirens go on all the time, and I would go get him if it was something. But he does get up because in that audio, his phone's still connected, and the alarm goes off. So he wakes up immediately with the alarm. But, like, he slept right through the tornado stuff, and I'm glad they did because it wasn't the tornadoes weren't close to us that they go off anyway. But uh, I was like, dang, those that sleep mask is doing right? a job. He's Which is almost scary. <laughs> it's kind of scary in a sense if you need him. But, no, but, like, it puts you into this cocoon. It really does. And 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 he's been experiencing that. The best part is uh, if you are a subscriber of the Vault, whether you're in the audio-only space or on YouTube, if you use the, the code VAULT10, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. Again, all that information can be found in the show notes below. And thank you to Mantis Sleep for sponsoring this episode. I cut you off, so continue. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to stay on the topic of Lamar Jackson, but it's a different topic. So Tyreek Hill went on uh, the Punchline podcast with um, Marlon Humphrey, and they kind of got on a random conversation about Lamar, but very specifically, which I've been people kind of touch on here and there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other end, but Tyreek wants to see Lamar and more sponsorship deals. He needs to see <laughs> Lamar plastered more all over billboards and commercials. Let's take a listen to that. Lamar Jackson deserves more than he's got right now as far as like brand deals and stuff. I don't see him on, I want to see him on f- in the side of a billboard or something on a fat 
billboard somewhere that says Lamar Jackson built for speed. Built for speed. <laughs> <laughs> like my son loved Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson came out with some cleats, bro, I would be the first one in line to get those for my son. <laughs> He can be the face. He comes of. in with a lot of Starbucks. He needs a Starbucks deal. I don't think Lamar's gonna give us our cut though. He not. He's gonna be like, "What does that have to do with you?" I'm like, <laughs> I set up the deal. It's like, nah, that's what we tell the Starbucks dude. Say, look, cut us on the side. I feel like you're low key pitching Lamar to come play in uh, South Florida, return home. No, no, no. Okay. I would. No, nah, we, we. You don't want to steal we, Marlon's guy. Nah, we already got a real good quarterback. Our quarterback is real good. Real good. Capital R, capital G. Real good. He had, Jack tried. he had his quarterbacks back. <laughs> Jack tried. Jack tried to bait him, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Tyreek's too, too uh, media savvy for that. So, so first of all, I love the tagline. Like, Lamar Jackson built for speed. Okay, I'm all here for it. I Like, I've heard a lot of people ask this question, and it is intriguing to me why Lamar isn't – it's not like he doesn't have any sponsorship deals. I know that we've seen Oakley. And he actually – I went to, like, search it. He's actually – Sponsored by a lot of people, but it's just not like big time. Like he's not like Patrick Mahomes, where it's, yeah, where it's like plastered everywhere or whatever. So about this time last year, and this is before Lamar had his, or it was like in the middle of talking about whether he's going to get his new contract. And of course, Mike Florio and is always talking about how he needs to have an agent. So I remember that about this time last year, and I'm bringing this up for a specific reason. Uh, and he and Mike Florio had said on the show, like I he said that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. What is it? Yeah, he had a massive shoe deal fall through. And um, and it was because he didn't have an agent. Okay. So Lamar responds to that with the, the classic LeBron James meme that's like looking up and it's like, what? What are you talking about? Type thing, right. <laughs> so then Andrew Hawkins, he kind of um, chimes in and he writes, are we really supposed to believe that Lamar Jackson, human video game, the best running QB in the history of the NFL couldn't get a shoe deal with any brand if he wanted. He goes, I had a shoe deal, LOL. Like, holy bleep. Come on, man. And then has a bunch of laughing things. This is my point. Uh, listen, this might be to some people a dumb question, but Lamar Jackson is such a non-traditional person. That and he's so into building up his own brand, like he has his own clothing line. He's got the new the new era clothing line, all this kind of stuff. I want somebody to ask Lamar if he wants these big sponsorships. Now it seems like to just like ninety nine percent of the world out there to be like, "Are you kidding me?" That's millions upon millions. And we know Lamar said that he wanted to be like LeBron and be a billionaire, right? And so this is like the uh, a a pretty nice avenue to get there. And he is a human video game, as as Andrew Hawkins is saying. Like he could have one if he wanted one. And so that's my question: Does Lamar want it? I just need somebody to ask him. I'd be because shocked. It doesn't if, make it doesn't make sense to me otherwise. Yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he at this point he's six years into his NFL career. It's like as a like two-time two MVP, yeah, two-time MVP. You know, somebody who's changed the game in a lot of ways. Yeah, you'd think that. People have been lining up. And I remember when that Mike Florio thing came out a year ago, I was like, what? that's when I began to worry, even though there were some question marks about the legitimacy of the report, I began to worry for him related to the contract situation that he was in at that time. I was like, is he well-equipped for the folks around him 
with his mother and whoever else helped them from a representative standpoint to get that deal done, which ultimately they did. Big congratulations to them. But I remember at the time with the deal kind of being a saga, right? It turned into this like massive cloud over the organization. And I was like, wow, if this deal fell through, if this report's true, what's going on behind the scenes right now? And and ultimately, that ended up not being a problem whatsoever, obviously. Yeah, I, we obviously had that debate a few times. I never had that worry. And yeah. I certainly don't think a lack of an agent is what is preventing him from being plastered all over the place. Like, well, clearly all, we figured that out now, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. a, year, a year later, a year, a later. year later, it's pretty clear that there was no, no room for worry. That's for yeah. sure. So I just want to ask one time, like... Is it is it because he prefers to build up his own brand and doesn't want to like he's he has his own restaurant. Remember, he started the the what was the the gym the gym thing that he and his friend were doing. Oh. Like it seems like, or he's done his own book. It just seems like Lamar likes to build his Children's own stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than endorse somebody else's stuff. I mean, there's a few exceptions, obviously, but I I just wonder. I wonder. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What was it? The entire gym? <laughs> entire. The entire gym. And then he's got the soul food restaurant. Yep. And then He's yeah. got his children's book about dreaming. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. So, we love our rabbit holes. We do love our rabbit holes. Um, Especially when we're not on the air. You should see us when we're just having our phone calls, just oh catching up gosh. with one another. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh wait, wait. One last thing on Lamar. Just I, I tweeted this like days ago, and I'll be very brief about it. But your favorite Twitter guy, Dov. What's Dov's last name? Oh, Kleiman. We have to even use his name? <laughs> I had to because I know it's so Kleiman. Good. Dov Kleiman. He doesn't show his face oh, on Twitter. I don't even know what he looks like. You. Oh, my gosh. Anyway... Dov had put out a tweet with this, these side-by-side stats comparisons between Lamar and Justin Fields. Now, the stats came from ESPN's Get Up show. And I think that's important to point out because I think this is bigger than Dov, 
even okay. though people were all reaming him. So anyway, <laughs> they, they put this side-by-side -side comparison, and the whole point is to make Justin seem like, hey, he's almost as good as this two-time MVP, right? And so, um, or, or, or Dobbs, Dobbs tweet said is, is fields underrated and maybe he's just in with a bad organization or something like that or a bad team. And so of course, a lot of Lamar haters came out and said, no, it's because Lamar's, um, overrated. And so people are having this fight about whether or not Lamar's overrated or Justin Fields is underrated. And then I'm like looking at the stats. I'm like, guys, you guys don't even need to fight about this. Like, look at the stats more closely. Like, this is a bunch of cherry-picked stats that if you look at it, they're just put together in a clever, maybe one would say even shady way to make it seem like Fields is closer than Lamar than he really is. And I'll just run through a couple of them. I could go on for days. But first of all, they take the last 20 games. It's such a random number. Like, yeah. They both, I think they had one game difference this last season that they played in. So if you don't want to just say, okay, this season, then go back to the last two seasons because they played the whole, the exact same number of games the last two seasons. Or heck, how about Justin Fields' first three seasons to Lamar's last three? Like, because they played the exact number of games. 20 games is so random, and I'm sure it has something to do with make, finding the best number, best numbers the to make agenda. it look like, <laughs> right. That's number one. Number two, who when did you ever look at Tom Brady versus um, Peyton Manning and the first stat is how many dropbacks they had? Right. Like, why even put that up there? Like, who cares that they have the same number of dropbacks? The first dropbacks? would be passing yards with those guys. Then they go to touchdowns. Sure. Then they go to completion percentage. And they go on and so forth, you know? Right. And, like, and so, like, I get that both these guys will run more than, like, your traditional – statue quarterback but still you just still look at the numbers in the in the raw yardage so then they go to completion percentage and if you look at that and you round it it's like oh 66 percent to 62 percent no guys that's a huge difference I, I can't look back the last 20 games because that's hard like i'd have to get out spreadsheets and start putting it together but their last season was close to this lamar was number eight in completion percentage and justin fields was number 30 and the, the way they compared though okay so then you go to yards per attempt so why do they use yards per attempt? Well, because if you do raw yards, then Lamar blows away Justin Fields. So, and then if you know anything about stats, 7.8 to 6.8 is a big difference. But if you're not used to looking at these stats, you think it's actually close. It's not. Then the one thing they do show, but try to hide it because they both have the same number of touchdowns, is Fields almost has double the interceptions. Oh, and then, by the way, Fields actually has more rushing yards than Lamar, the raw rushing yards. And so they go to raw, raw numbers because he's actually ahead of that. But if he was behind, they'd probably go back to average, right? And so, like, anyway, you could go on and on and on. I was like, there's no need to argue whether one is underrated or overrated. They're not comparable, like, not even close. And so... I said in my tweet that it's agenda-driven, but I want to make clear. It's agenda-driven for fields. There's rumors about him being traded. I don't think this is about trying to make Lamar look bad, even though it did in some ways because people were calling him overrated. I think these stats and the way that they're cleverly put together is more about trying to raise, I think it's agent-pushed, maybe even from the Bears because they want to get, if they're trying to trade Justin Fields, they want to get big value. So you want to make it look like, hey, man, he's right there with Justin or with Lamar Jackson, a two-time MVP. So you guys better get ready to trade big draft compensation to get him. You're going to see a lot of this type of stuff over the mm. next couple of months getting ready for the draft. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. We're getting ready for free agency, which is just uh, a matter of, 
almost day. I think, well, still weeks. Well, no, days away. So anyway, the new league year coming right up on deck and a pending free agent star running back that we haven't spoken a ton about because mm-hmm. our focus has been on Saquon and Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a guy who's out there, Vegas Raiders running back. And so PFF has a projected contract value of three years at $34.5 million, which would be $21.3 million guaranteed and $11.5 million per year. So, again, that is just north of what Joel Corey had for Derrick Henry, if I'm not mistaken, right? That was right around eleven. It was two years. It was two years, twenty million, so ten million per year. And I grabbed this because I wanted to get your opinion. Oh, ten on it. million per year. Okay. Yeah, ten million per year. And I know that you said you would do that deal, and I said I wouldn't. But now I want to see how far you'd go. Would you go for an eleven and a half million? <laughs> I just want to know how far oh, you would go. <laughs> how far I'm willing to go? I mean, I'm I'm open to the idea of it, but I don't know about this. See, this was more so for. And this is no disrespect to Josh Jacobs, but this this was more about the fit that would come with okay. with Derrick Henry. So it wasn't just like so hey, you're I'm willing to be a spender here. All right, yeah, yeah. 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 You're look, sure I'm not been on the credit card here. We know you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Listen, the, the last couple of weeks, as you guys know, it's been a big it's been a big uh, sp- <laughs> it's been a big spending moment for me. Uh, the last couple of weeks, just getting in my new place. My mom's been like taking my credit card. No, I'm not in like this this crazy you know, momentum spending spree right now, but yeah, so not quite. Okay. Just, just wanted to check in with you there. All right. <laughs> How about what did Harbs have to say about? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, John Harbaugh did a, an interview. Sorry, there was some technology problems there. I got a little bit thrown off, but John Harbaugh did an interview with Garrett Downing and like in the middle of it, he kind of threw in this little tidbit about Jadavian Clowney. I just ran into um, the agent for Jadavian Clowney, just walking in the street, and he grabbed me. And he said, I said, what do you, th-? I said, I told him I love me. He said, I said, what do you think? How'd he do this year? And he goes, he goes, this is the first year he's ended the season happy. That says something right there. That says so much right there. It says so much for, for everything, for everybody in, in the organization. So maybe we can get him back. You know, we're going to try, along with Kyle and, and a lot of other guys. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'll be rooting for everybody. Yeah. Wow. I would not hate a return with Jadavian Clowney. I mean, and that lines up with J- Jadavian. Remember that we had like a couple clips where he like went up to Eric Dacosta and he's like, you're running a pretty, pretty nice ship he around here. He loved his time here. He loved his time here. Now, Bobby, let's think back. Okay, so nine and a half sacks he had. What a bargain the Ravens got. One year for $2.5 million. There is no way, similar to what Kyle told me, even though I didn't put it the correct way he wanted me to on Twitter. Basically felt like he deserved a pay raise. One yeah. year for $2.5 million, Jadavian Clowney, nine and a half sacks, sacks, definitely deserves a pay raise. Now, what PFF is projecting is one year, $9 million. They also <sighs> added here that he recorded his highest pressure rate in 2023, his highest pass rush win rate, and most total pressures in a season. Yeah. So, so he's I deserving of that you, money. He, like, I do think he could go out and get one year for about $9 million. Oh, he's deserving of that money. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many other guys are projected ahead of him and even after him for a lot more money. Right. So, and I'm sure Van Noy will be south of that, but still he's deserving of that money too. Not the nine, but like, well, I, I would imagine yeah. Van Noy is going to be just south of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, do are the Ravens going to have that money? Are they going to yeah. have that money? Yeah. What, what position, you know, what kind of positional value will Eric Tacosta end up 
pulling trigger on you know can you does he believe in the edge rusher well, well that's perfect kind of a perfect segue right yep. to talk about the penn state edge rusher who is a maryland native montgomery county and grew up a ravens fan chop robinson uh daniel jeremiah had a lot to say about him and when you stack it up against yannick nigakwe former ravens pass rusher former outside linebacker had a cup of cup really a cup of coffee in the grand scheme of things with uh, the Ravens, just was it a lo- was it just a season? I guess it was just a season for Yannick. But anyway, he's a former Maryland standout. It did not work out well. The measurables, yeah, it did not. The measurables, and that and unfortunately for Yannick, that's kind of been the case at every almost every one of his stops in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the measurables are super similar here. Uh, Nagakwe ran a four seven five forty. Robinson in DJ's mind is going to run much faster this week but it's the same body type. Yeah. So he's got like, they're both three and a half, three and a half inch arms. They're both about 250 pounds. They're both about the same height. And so when you're looking at body type, it's the same, but Daniel's point is that like chop is just (laughs) a dude, uh, at least, at least faster. So the Ravens uh, website put together, they put, they put up, uh, you know, five edge rushers. You should know. I do think Chop could fall to the Ravens around 30. I mean, he could also go and Daniel Jeremiah and I'm going at 28 to the Bills, but he could be there. He doesn't have a ton of sacks in 2023. 10 games, 15 tackles, four sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss. I went and watched some of his um, highlights. He definitely not, seems to knock the ball away when he gets to those quarterbacks. Yep. So he is a native of Maryland, just like in, wait, Ngakwe went to Maryland, right? Yeah, oh, Yannick. Didn't like, okay. Yannick went, yeah, college park yeah. guy. But any well, Chop started at Maryland and then he transferred over to Penn State. Um, and so, uh, so here's Matt Miller from ESPN. Here's what he had to say: Robinson is a solid edge setter, even though he is undersized. He has shown good first step quickness and hand usage that converts to production. He had a pressure rate of eighteen percent, nine tackles for a loss, and four sacks last season. Teams will be split on Robinson's best NFL position, and some scouts will wonder whether he can be a three-down edge player. But at the very least, he will be an early impact edge rusher. So that's okay. something just to keep your eye on. And Chop did talk about the Ravens. He was on with uh, Mike Florian, Chris Sims on PFT Live, and here's what he had to say. When they asked him, who would you most like to sack in the NFL? Who's the quarterback that you can't wait to put on his ass? Uh, I would say Lamar Jackson. I'm from Maryland, so seeing Lamar all the time just run around, I definitely want to sack Lamar Jackson because he's the hardest quarterback to sack. Right. right. You're a Ravens fan? You grew up a Ravens fan? Yeah, I grew up a Ravens fan. Yeah, I'm did. not too far from Baltimore, so Ravens always been, been in my blood. Right, okay. <laughs> Good luck, Chop. Good luck, Chop. <laughs> Easier said than done getting Lamar on his arse. <laughs> well, and that's why that's why a lot of people name him, right? Because it's like if you actually do, then that says something because it is so difficult, as he said. Hey, I love it. Set set the bench high for yourself. Come on now. Yeah. Try to sure. get him down. Not many have been able to. So anyway, we'll continue with those like prospect highlights. We'll we'll do that yeah. from, from yeah. time to time leading up to the draft. Um Yep. And uh, then I'm gonna try and get I'm gonna try and track down Mel Kuyper. Yeah, I know we're gonna have on you know as many draft analysts as we can once sort of you know once we get into April and whatnot. All right, so just two quick hits here. Um, um, Browns general manager Andrew Barry, he uh, was at the combine and he was talking about how the Browns are um, pitching to the league a rule change that I like a lot, and it's 
moving back the trade deadline in the middle of the season here he's explaining some of the reasons for that year number three we wanted to retroactively correct the fact that the trade deadline never moved when uh, the season expanded to 17 games and then really number four if at some point in the future the regular season expands to 18 games we wanted to be proactive in terms of the positioning for the trade deadline one of the things that we found, Tony, or I'll, I'll touch on two parts. You're probably getting more than you bargained for here, but I'll touch on two parts here. Um, if you look at us compared to the other major sports leagues, um, if you if you look at their seasons by like calendar days or games played, baseball and basketball they have the trade deadline at when 65% of the games are played. Hockey's at 78%. Currently, we're at 45%. Our proposal would move it to about 55% of the games played. Yeah, I feel like it definitely needs to move back to at least it's got to move to the second half of the season, right, Bobby? I mean, I just feel like teams would be much more willing to do trades because they know where they are. Like they know if they still have a chance. And so like he's saying he, he's proposing it to be after 55 percent is is played. Well, I, I mean, I would like it better if it were like one of those other leagues, if it was like 60 percent, you know, because yep. some teams are like, I don't know, we still might have a chance, yada, yada, yada. By the way, John Harbaugh is. In favor of this, he said back in November, it would be better for players, it would be better for the players and the teams and for the fans. To me, it's good for the game as long as it doesn't compromise the fairness and integrity. It'd be great. So um, I'm interested to see what the competition committee says on that. Hit that last quick hit because J.K. Dobbins has posted his first health status in a video form. So hit that while oh. I bring this in for everybody. Oh, 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 oh. I'm excited to see that. All right. So I was just the team, the Ravens Twitter account, uh, put up some um, memories, if you will, from last year's 2023 uh, combine and some of the things that had happened there. And uh, this one, Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, 40 yard dash. He ran that thing in 4.37 seconds. Oh, Bobby, I'm so mad he got hurt. Like, just uh, there's so many plays where he's just running out people. He'd he'd get to the edge and turn the corner, and people couldn't catch him. Oh, yep. I, oh, yep. I wish he was there in the AFC Championship game. Maybe they would have ran it. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have mattered because maybe they wouldn't have run it. But one other thing, they looked back at Trenton Simpson, 40 yard dash. This is a big dude. He runs. He ran it in 4.43 seconds, second among linebackers. I'm very curious. I should have looked this up. I wonder how that compares to what Patrick Queen did. Because one of the things that's nice about that was nice about Queen, I sang it in past tense, which hurts. Um, but I do think he's moving on. But yeah. he just had so much speed, and he could go sideline to sideline. And I do think that's why Trenton might still fit in well there. Not that it would be immediate, because it took how long did it take Patrick to really get to to be who he was in the end? Um, several years several years but ooh, don't sleep on simpson speed okay what do you got on jk dobbins well it's perfect timing just because you know we obviously want this episode to be as fresh as possible for you so jk who of course is coming back from the achilles setback that he suffered on september 10th just posted the first video of his ongoing rehab and this is how he's looking right now <laughs>
All right. So for our audio only audience, JK is running at full speed. He was seen on the treadmill. He was seen on turf. He was seen uh, on just yeah running full speed. And it doesn't look like there's any hiccups or or hitches, which is what we saw prior to that scope. Remember that a couple of years ago when he tried to come back from from the injury two years ago. He just didn't have that acceleration, that burst, uh, that breakaway speed. And so, uh, would you say that was, that was full speed? It felt like a lot of jogging to me. Maybe, uh, maybe well, on the JK's treadmill. Full, the JK's full speed. Jogging. We definitely didn't just see JK's full yeah. speed. So I misspoke there, but it's, it's a, to me, it felt like not, uh, aside from the treadmill, it felt like it was more than a jog. But yeah, it wasn't at his full speed. And, and do we, do we know, just because I was looking super close to it, I was just trying to Google it. I'm like, which was it? His left Achilles. Oh, I gotta check that because yeah. when I was looking at him, I was like, it, uh, the reason why I asked is because when I was watching him, when they had the exact view right out of his calves from behind on the treadmill, I was like, oh, that left leg still looking a little bit skinny compared okay. to the right. Compared to the right, but maybe I'm just seeing things I wanted to look up, but I'm not seeing as I Google if it was his left or right Achilles. Yeah, but I'm just saying Achilles. Anyway, but anyway, but regardless, even though I'm pushing back on the full speed idea, and even though I feel like it looked like his left calf was still skinny, which is what you would expect coming back from Achilles, yeah. um, it's February, right? It's not it's like February. September. So he still got, well, I guess it's March 1st, but you got all of March, you know, April, May, June, July. I mean, he's still got five, six months before the season starts. So Precisely. it's just like, hey, while well, you guys are at the combine looking at a not so deep running back draft it, oh, but also even more than that with free agency coming up that's this is why we're seeing this free agency starts in a in a couple weeks what what's the date on it is it the is it the 13th the uh, you said the 11th was what tampering elite the tampering, the, uh, okay. legal tampering period and then 13th new league year yeah so this is definitely um, a well-planned video to be like don't don't forget about me oh. and while they probably saw the same things i saw or in probably more yeah. Uh, perspective teams, it's still like, okay, it's February, and that's not looking too too terrible. No doubt. The caption, five and a half months out with an eye emoji, hashtag La Vuelta, the return in Spanish. All right, JK. That's there funny. you have it. You were just saying the other day that you wanted to have a JK Dobbins I update. literally yeah. just tweeted that, and thank you, JK, for yeah. <laughs> returning the favor. See, it's all for you, Bobby. It was all for your tweet. <laughs> Thank you, JK. I know you got to go. Shout out to a, a couple of our OG patrons who are supporting us through uh, Patreon this month here inside the channel. Rick Henry, Matt DiMaggio, thank you both. And if you guys are interested in doing the same out there for a monthly shout out or any other tier that we offer on Patreon, visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. All that information can be found in the show notes below. Special thanks to Mantis Sleep for sponsoring our channel and this specific episode. And for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Friday morning vault. The next time you hear from us, make sure you mark your calendars here, will not be 5 a.m. Eastern on Monday. It's going mm -hmm. to be a 12 noon live stream. Some experimenting, some tinkering going on this offseason. We'll share more on that coming up next week. <laughs>